Hey listeners, this is Zach Slater, and this is Let Me Know How It Is, a podcast that discusses all things geek. We're changing it up a bit today with a two-part year-end episode. Part one is a look back at some of our favorite things from 2019. I hope you enjoy, and be sure to stick around for part two. Okay, our first Giant Size Annual, where we're going to look back at the year and discuss our favorite things from 2019, and then we're going to look ahead uh, at what we're excited about in 2020. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smitherine. I'm Clifton. All right. Who's up first? I'll go first. Good. Yeah. yeah I feel like <laughs> I'm always going first. <laughs> no, I made a conscious note the last time we did this and not make you go first. Thank you. Uh, I was looking back on 2019, and one of the things I thought was really... A really, really good thing that came back was uh, Barry, the, uh, what would you call it, Dramedy? <laughs> Ain't nothing funny about that. But no yeah, no, well, <laughs> I mean, it's so. a very funny show, but yeah, it's, it's also funny. it's yeah. also pretty heavy in parts. Oh, indeed. So When you realize that it's not supposed to be funny in parts, but it still is hilarious. Yeah. I look at it like Breaking Bad, but funny. Is Bill Hader? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And Henry Winkler. And Henry yes. Winkler. Oh, I love it. They're great. Legendary Henry Wrangler. Yeah, it was, I was listening to an NPR. Um, no, it was on. It was NPR, but it was on. Um, not wait, wait, don't tell me. It was the other one. Was it on the other one? Is it one A? No, he was on one of the game shows. It was wait, wait, don't tell me. Okay. And he was talking about the fact that when he was putting the idea together for the the, the character, that basically he was he realized that when they told him that he was a um, an acting teacher who made his students buy his artwork. <laughs> That's when he knew that he had the hook into what kind of person nice. he was playing. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I, I'm not. Before this, I was not a huge Bill Hader fan. I mean, I knew him from SNL and stuff, but what he manages to do in the first season and even better in the second season oh, when they come mess, back, yeah, yeah, is phenomenal. Yeah. And then the fact that Henry Winkler is, you know, he's re- he's been in a million things, but he's regarded as being, you know, mostly Fonz from Happy Days a million years ago, and even with well, that. Was it the lawyer from Rest of Development? It was also a oh, feather in his cap. Never watched Arrested Development. Never seen it. Never seen never, that. Never <laughs> seen, I've never seen a frame of either of these shows. You're okay. About. And he was on uh, yeah. Children's Hospital. Yeah, he was on. Was Children's Hospital. Okay. Yeah, he was a regular that. on Children's Hospital. Okay. You see that over yeah. Rest of Development? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, he's he's really he was their their family attorney. Okay. On yeah Arrested Development. Yeah. But yeah, this Gene is the character he plays on a Barry, and he's so Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah, so the Gene is all. Yeah, so good. And then, uh, you know, then of course, you know, mentioned the um, my favorite, one of my favorite character actors and actors in general is uh, Stephen Root. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fuchs. Yeah, Fuchs. Fuchs is, Fuchs is sort of. <laughs> Fuchs is a great name. Yeah, he's yes. a piece of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuchs is sort of Barry's like handler, handler yeah. but he's also the guy that basically sets up jobs for him. So he's kind of like. In a lot of ways, he's he's wouldn't you say he's like his enabler, but at the same time, he's taking advantage of him and yeah. But that's more of a, for for the for the most part, without getting into anything specific, he's his handler, right? As far as his assassination jobs go or whatever, uh, Barry needs. To I do. mean, you know what the premise is, right? You at least know what the premise. Yeah. You know the premise. I, I'm, you know the premise. I, I've heard it pitched to me, not 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 in detail. I've just heard like Bill Hader's awesome. Okay. You should watch the show. It's great. It's hilarious. Basically, the beginning of Barry is an assassin. Okay. Who wants to get out, but doesn't know how he's going to get out. And he one of his next hit is basically to kill a guy that happens to be an acting class. And then Barry realizes, I could be an actor. And this is my way out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's basically what Barry's okay. entire premise is all about. But um, it's one of those things where, 
once he once he once he starts to realize that he wants to do this, he's still it's not like his old life just goes away because he decides I'm going to change jobs. It's not like I you know I I quit the accounting firm and now I'm going to go act. You know, there's all this baggage and stuff left over from like when you find out more of his backstory as well as the fact that you know he's an assassin for hire. But he's okay. a really good assassin. Yeah, like a really good <laughs> yeah. assassin. He's good at that side of things. Yes. Yeah. You know? But just the the season two was great. Expanded on the stuff that they already built. Um, there was a hell of a cliffhanger oh, yeah. from the first season, and then they pay it pay it off. You know, in the second, remarkably. And then there's like one particular episode that basically is it's not even like a climax of a story. It's just sort of like this sort of happens, and then the next one is all about Barry's trying to get out of a situation by having to do something kind of pro bono for someone. They're like, okay, then fine, I'll let you out of the situation if you do this for me. And it's one of the best episodes of television that might have been for the entire year, if not if I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 So where can I find it? HBO. HBO. Okay. HBO's I imagine they stream it. Yeah, if you have Amazon, it's probably lower cost in order to get that or pick that up somehow. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's worth looking into, if, if nothing else. And I suggest not binging it. Just take each episode as it is and taking some time apart between each one. I mean, you can surely binge it, but yeah, yeah, but it's a lot of emotional stuff to deal with with each episode. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of turning my back on binging anyway. So yeah. that's nice. That's cool that you're some, saying that. Well, yeah. some shows, some shows work with it, while other ones you just need a little bit of time to unpack what they've just given to you. One one example of that is another show that I that I was gonna name later on, but I'll get to it later. The other actor that's really good in this guy, Anthony Kerrigan. Okay, he's a, the Hank. Yeah, he yeah. plays <laughs> Hank. Who's <laughs> was it? No, something Hank was it? No. Yeah. I forget what it is, but it's uh, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in in um, No Ho Hank. Yeah, No Ho Hank. Yes, he's a mobster, Armenian. Armenian. The Armenian mobster. Yeah, no Chechen. I'm sorry, Chechen no mobster. That's Armenian. Yeah, I don't know. No, but he's 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 very funny in it. Um, if you've seen him, in, he's like he's been in a million things. He plays uh, just from like uh, genre stuff in Gotham. Like I think first season he played Zaz, as well as he played um, <laughs> what. No, I know it's Gotham. I know. <laughs> don't blame the actor. The blame the material. No, no, I'm not blaming him. Forget about his Just yeah. Forget about his gets it. Gets it, Henry. Forget about Zach. It's Gotham. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but we're not going to suggest that you watch Gotham. No, how good he is. No. Yeah. But that's where I first noticed him, and then he was also he played the Mist in uh, the Flash. I think like season okay. one or season two. But other than that, he I hasn't might really have seen that episode. So you probably seen him. You just didn't realize him. Yeah, I do. I mean, so. You, Frank, I mean, you're hardly the first person to mm-hmm. to tell me that this is good. I mean, I, I've heard many good things from a lot of people whose opinions I hold in very high regard. Mm-hmm. So I, I am interested in this. Yeah, it's a great but, show. Yeah, it's very funny. It's yeah. also very dark and, and very heavy at points. But oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was incredibly pleased and surprised at how good at season two was. Yeah, one episode is gonna have you crying. Mm-hmm. It's just just what goes on in it is nothing you could ever foresee in this show. <laughs> Boohoo cry or ha ha cry? Ha ha cry. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Well, there's one episode that's boohoo cry, but that's totally for different <laughs> yeah, reasons. Totally different reasons. Yeah. yeah. You got one, Tommy? Yeah, the one I was going to say, okay. bring back to still with TV, was The Voice on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed oh, I, that. The Boys. Yeah. <laughs> they said The Voice. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, no, okay. Yes. Oh, no. Short that's surprising. Yeah. Shorthead is everyone's a genius. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And we need their kind of singing. <laughs> That's that's is yeah, the voice. That's the voice. That's right. <laughs> well, for the boys on Amazon, <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. That one is binge worthy. That one okay. you could back to back to back to back on those episodes because they all fit together in one. And to me, I think it's better told all together because 
uh, some episodes stand to push, I guess, the plot along, if mm. nothing else. And when you finally come to the character stuff, it's a bit much, but it doesn't leave it single. Like, how can I put it? I like it overall because it's not as heavy handed as the um, the comic book from what it came from. Did you read all of the comic? No, you that, the it was too much. Yeah, I gave it. <laughs> it I gave the wait. comic a shot myself and, yes. and was not that into it. No, but I hear the, the show is better yes. or different at least well, it's, i think it's better storytelling from from what the comic the, the comic geez was it garth ennis mm-hmm. yeah, was uh, it steve dillon Derek robertson, Derek robertson. robertson. Okay. but with garth ennis stuff i love his stuff especially his punisher stuff mm-hmm. but you can tell that he doesn't go all in in the boys whatever he's holding back he puts in it and then some it's very heavy material where's the boys as far as his like writing careers early late it started like 2008 yeah it's it's after hitman it's after preacher it's right around the time he was doing uh punisher max yeah for marvel okay so it's kind of was it always dynamite was dynamite the publisher all the time because i I feel like it it started somewhere else and then moved to dynamite but it might have been even before it published first issue i think it was dynamite and then idw i thought that's what i thought was idw could be wrong but I agree. It's not my favorite Ennis by mm-hmm. any stretch. It's it, I liked it for a long time, but it's one of the few I've not finished. I still haven't finished it. Okay. But I really enjoyed the series. The series is really well done. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where it's definitely, there's a certain, like for me, there's a certain sentimentality to most of Ennis' stuff and the boys in the comics doesn't really have much of that. Mm-hmm. It's very few and far between. There's only a couple characters that you would say you could root for. Yeah. Oh yeah. If that many. If that many. And then it's, you know, everyone else is just, you know, on both sides, your quote unquote heroes and quote unquote villains are just terrible people. Yeah. Overall, people yeah. that just shouldn't have powers or any scope of the imagination. Yeah. But the boys has an interesting way of um, storytelling and what it takes those characters. I'd argue to say that it's by co- it's it resembles the comic book, but it's definitely not the comic book. I think it improves mm-hmm. upon it. I think they do a really good job of taking the stuff that you like about the boys and instilling it with some. You know, because for a while it's it's you know, Wee Huey is is the one that you sort of like. Go, okay, well he's yeah. You think the story is concerning him, but right, yeah. But it 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 leads the other directions of the character, which it brings you in a little bit better to see what the world that world is, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is the cast in this? No, uh, Aaron Car- Moriarty is like one actress. I think is she in. plays what Starlight. Is that her name? Yeah. That's yeah. The one. And yeah, then there's uh, Carl Urban plays Butcher. Okay. Yeah, which which is my lead in as to why I watched it, but. I forget who's the lead character, the guy that the... Uh, Plays Homelander? Yeah, Homelander. Uh, good it, good question, blew, but he's phenomenal in yeah, it. Yeah, but what blew me away is when he did the project, he did the way it's going to take me a little bit to find out who he is, but I was surprised at where he came from and as to why I... Um, and I explained as to why I liked him so much. I just, I'm just i sorry, I'm drawing a blank as to who Homelander, Homelander is. For what they need him to be for the character that he's supposed to be, which is sort of like an evil, <laughs> basically an evil Superman. Okay. The actor is just, he's so good at playing the line of like, you know, you know full well he's not good. <laughs> right. But, but he plays that service character really, really well. What was his name? Anthony Starr? Yeah, Anthony Starr. But I'm starting to think which show that I caught him off of that made me love him even more. Yeah, because remember you told me. Oh, yeah. It was um guy, it was Showtime. God, what's his name? Um, Banshee. Yeah. If I, okay. <laughs> Banshee to me is if Punisher had a series and they couldn't use Punisher, Okay, that's Banshee. Okay. Because the level of bullets he takes and how, how he kills people and the fact he doesn't need a gun to kill anybody, um, it's it's almost like Punisher retiring from being the Punisher 
and he thinks he can do it. This and is they, Banshee now? This is Banshee. Oh, Banshee's, I think around 2019. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the two, I, I couldn't believe it was the same character. He cleans up nice because <laughs> he's he's just, you in Banshee, Anthony Starr looks like he's about to cut your fingers off in order to make mm. you talk type of individual. While it's Homelander, he's, he looks like somebody that you're, you know, you. He's on cereal box. Yeah, you, you <laughs> introduce him to your uh, your uh, sister, right? Because you think he's a cool guy or okay, but oh my goodness, he, <laughs> he's a monster. He is a monster, <laughs> but yeah, but it, it definitely stepped up his acting skills in that regard. So if you've seen Banshee, you'll be seriously surprised that that same lead actor played Homelander in uh, The Boys. So The Boys is a a show that I didn't think that much of. But again, the trailers. It made me want to see. It. I'm not gonna lie. I, I definitely love okay. the trailers. The trailers. Yeah, the commercials it. did do a good job selling. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I do plan to. Yeah, if you cool. do, yeah, take the time to. It's it's, it's worth it. You aren't the first to tell me that that show is good too. But I remember, like, I I'm actually stunned when people tell me that it's good because I, like because I wasn't sold on anything for it. Oh really? Right? I'm like I don't care. I, I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I really it, didn't. But... I thought it was gratuitous as far as you know the the thing you can not pay attention to you know do something else while it's playing in the background type right. of show, but. It, it engages you in ways that uh, uh, it's still gratuitous in, in, in its baser form, whatever, but the stories are engaging as far as what the characters are going through and how right. they change during the course of the season. Yeah, I was shocked how much I heard. Like that first week it dropped. I was I was amazed how much I heard it come up in conversation for people. They Yeah, they gave yeah. me the second season like the day of. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's definitely a home run for Amazon by picking up that one. I mean, it, yeah, good for them. Yeah, thank God it took the attention off of Miss Maisel. Jesus. <laughs> it's doing very want. well for them. Yeah, though. they got yeah. some good stuff. I mean, they're, weirdly, they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit. A lot so. You know, yeah. even with Maisel doing as well as it's doing. But it felt like <laughs> it's the Maisel channel because that's all you feel that comes out of it. I mean, Najee, they do new shows like every season. Like, mm-hmm. I like um, Bosch. I love Bosch on that show. Mm-hmm. But no Send one's. On. Willer. Tice Willer? Yes. Hawkeye from Deadwood? Yes. (laughs) How do you not watch him? Anything he does is good. No, no, I like him. I like the actor quite a bit. Yeah, and as um, a couple other people, a couple of people from um, The Wire. Mm. Yeah, so um, Bosch is one I I live for. I don't watch Goliath, even though I try to. It's just, uh, I don't know what he's not doing, but I love, um, what's the actor's name? Billy Bob? Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Mm. Thank you. But I just don't care for Goliath. Goliath is in his third season for some reason, but I just don't care to watch him be whoever, whatever he is in the life but so yeah the boys cool clifton clifton uh, one of the things i watched and got really into unexpectedly is also a comic book adaptation it was a comic i wasn't i knew by you know name i'd seen it around but i had not read it but it was deadly class okay on uh, sci-fi yeah, channel yeah uh, i knew the premise of the comic and i knew the premise going into the show and like it wasn't necessarily a premise that sold me I've got the description here. Coming off of uh, the wiki description is set in a dark, heightened world against the backdrop of late 80s counterculture. Deadly Class follows a homeless, disillusioned teen recruited into King's Dominion, a storied (laughs) elite private school where the world's (laughs) top crime families send their next generations, maintaining his moral code while surviving a ruthless curriculum. Vicious social cliques and his own adolescent uncertainties soon prove to be vital. And uh, like we giggle at the name King's Dominion because the four of us grew up in a place where that's an amusement park yes, that we all yeah. went to as kids. So, so it is the name of their assassin training high school in the show. So it makes us laugh. 
but sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. it does. Sounds better than King's Dominion. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but yeah, just the premise of a prep school to train assassins. I'm like, it's an okay premise, but sure. like that itself isn't going to make me go crazy for it. But then I watch it and like it sold me right off the bat. And I mean, there's episodes where it's hard to describe, but there's an episode partway through. It's very like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah inspired yeah. about episode five or so through the season and and they like that episode blew me away like they use animation it's just yeah it's so right. surreal yeah and like every episode the the, the characters are all interesting they're mm-hmm. all they're all kind of like high school clicks yeah so you've got so. you've got the, the god uh the comic book is rick rick remender, remender. is the creator oh, yeah. yeah i picked it up i picked it up as a result of uh who was producing it the Russo brothers are the ones produced. Yeah, right, the Russo brothers. That's what made me interested in. Uh, Wesley Craig was artist. So creators for the comic book were Rick Remender, mm-hmm. Wesley Craig, and Lee Lawford was the original colorist. Yeah, Remender's one of those writers that I don't think gets his due. Like, I think he's really got some really good ideas. Everything I've read by him, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first place I like, cut my teeth with him was basically with uh, Frankencastle. Like, I heard the oh, premise yeah. and thought it was the dumbest premise ever. <laughs> And then I ended up reading the issues and I own the hardcover. That's still, how much I loved it. I still think you're trolling me on this. No, I, really I swear to you, I as, much, as much as your football bit is for me. It's not a bit. You, it's not a bit. Yeah, I'm okay. into it. I'm sure. I'm yeah, it. sure thing. But uh, yeah, uh, Frankencastle. Highly recommend Frankencastle and Reminder in general. Reminder's a really good writer. But like I said, I just feel like he's one of those guys that, that does really good, cool work and doesn't really get a lot of pub. Wait up. Zach, you never saw you ever read Frankencastle? Oh, you did. No. Oh my gosh. No, I really, I, 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 I don't believe that you guys are telling me the truth that it's good. It sounds so stupid. You know, but that's it why. That's why you so should, Again, that's why you should read it because. It's, right. uh, but not a. I mean, we all share your your same thoughts on yes. what we thought it was. Yeah. But reading it, it's just, it's, just, it's a ride. I think, I think this is a long con that you guys are all. Gonna <laughs> like, we're gonna we're gonna make you, buy this hardcover. Oh, <laughs> You think it's the bit where, you know, you think it's rotten food and we say taste. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can see that. Now, you Tommy, did that one? I didn't know, I didn't know Remender did that one. Oh, yeah. Now, Tommy, you've read the comic and watched the show. Yes. Like, how do they compare? I like the book up until a point, but it's way, when I stopped, when I started losing interest in the book, it's several graphic novels down from mm-hmm. what it is at the show. The show um, kind of... Um, fills in the gaps on certain characters. Like, you know, in ways that uh, a graphic novel can't imbalance on the character due to the size of it and who it centers around. Right. The show does an amazing job of um, int- uh, giving more of a reason as to why certain characters are doing things. Um, it fleshes out uh, intent, especially with um, Benedict Wong's character. Right. Who, who plays the headmaster of the school. Yeah, they play him down in the comic, but being that they got Benedict Wong to do the, uh, well, you know, that's... Uh, is it Wong? Or it is Wong. Yeah, in the Marvel movies. Um, they give more of a reason why why he would teach that type of school mm-hmm. and do what he does to kids, basically, which is uh, abuse them. <laughs> yeah. But no, I like the series a lot. Uh, and I like how uh, in, the, in the book, they mention the bands of that age. Mm-hmm. But in the show... They, you actually hear the music behind the characters that love those bands. Yeah, two of the characters are punks. One's an American punk. One's a British, British punk. punk. Uh, okay. You also have a goth. You've got yeah, like the like the Russian '80s villain kid. 
Oh, yeah, he's just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Ivan Drago, but yeah. in high right. school. Yes. Um, and then the like neo-Nazi KKK. Yes. Like cheerleader. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they're like what they're like, uh, uh, like Dirty South. Yeah. The they're Dixie from the, South. Yeah. They're yeah. like South Will Rise Again kind of mobsters. Kind of like Dixie Mafia. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and what's funny is I was looking up the cast once online. And I saw like pictures mm-hmm. of people like you know the headshots you see online i was looking at one girl's headshot i'm like who is this like i don't even know who this actress is and then i figured out that's who she was she was the like nazi cheerleader and like they have her up in like bushy 80s like poofed up hair and, like, <laughs> yeah like i totally bought the character yeah they do it i couldn't tremendous, even see the actress in her <laughs> they do a tremendous job of trying to capture the 80s and what comes out like at one point, certain comics that are probably done something with his. Oh, yeah, because he works yeah. at a comic shop. Yeah. And so they're into the underground. Somebody sells them on the underground comics. Mm-hmm. It's it's it plays with the political tone, too, because they mentioned Reagan and what he does with the uh, mental with health, mental health. Okay. Yeah, it plays a role into certain characters in the uh, series as well. Also, um, the backgrounds of the kids play against each other because they're basically crime families. Mm-hmm. So it, by hurting one or affecting one. You, you affect the family itself, but right. they don't do it in a um, sledgehammer way. Okay. It's a slow, subtle, don't do this because mm. of this, that type of deal. But it goes deeper than that. Like, it does every type of crime family you can think of, even FBI for that extent. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, so again, with uh, what Clifton was saying, the diversity of, of the kids that are there are very interesting with the cliques because they play an important role as to who does what and how they affect the other people they're involved with. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, it was it's a shame because it, it, it's so far it's still not got picked up for season two. Yeah, at mm. time of recording, it's canceled uh, with no sure. season two. That was, that's what I was going to ask. And, uh, so just one the, season this year. Yeah, which is sad because the one girl from um, to all the boys on Netflix, right. she was involved with it, and she and arguably I think she liked playing this character yeah. <laughs> than the highly successful to all the boys. Yeah, ah. so Netflix had a like breakout young adult romance movie called to all the boys is it to all the boys yes to all the boys and stars lana condor who plays one of the leads in Mm -hmm. deadly class and that's one of those things where when sci-fi canceled and they were putting everything on the chopping block apparently Mm -hmm. but i'm like just wait for this show to get to netflix where this girl's got a massive audience already and like people will watch it on netflix Mm -hmm. and just rely on that but they didn't they didn't let it get to netflix before they decided to cancel it and weirdly enough she was in um battle uh angel alita okay yeah she was she was in that as well oh yeah Yeah, she was all yeah she was all over the place surprise netflix just didn't save it also surprised that they just didn't pick it up because there was a lot of buzz for that show too yeah there was a lot of buzz again. That. One I haven't watched, but <laughs> <laughs> I've heard very good things. Henry Rollins uh, is also from, in it. Uh, a lot yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Henry Rollins plays one of the instructors at yes. the school. Again, watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the casting was nice. It it, it didn't it, it wasn't as well uh, you know big time stars, but a lot of notable names that need to be uh, that need to be seen for what they did in that show. Right. Cool. So I guess I'll keep with TV. And I'll go with uh, Infinity Train from, uh, <laughs> yeah. this year, which uh, which I thought was really, really cool. I liked, you know, sold when I first saw like the, the trailer, like slash like proof of concept thing that mm-hmm. was on, on the Internet for it and everything. And just the concept alone of this girl who's on this train that has an infinite number of cars and just, just like it's it struck me as something that's 
like you can do anything in that world. Like, I mean, like you have carte blanche to literally she can encounter anything given it long enough. Uh, and, but I was surprised. So it only went for like 10 episodes. This was like, like a miniseries deal. I think that it's got a series order in the works. They're looking at that as season one, basically. They've already, Cartoon Network has already aired um, like 30 second teaser trailers of the new season in which they're going to. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of those, but I remember like, I don't want to spoil too much or anything, but but I do remember them in the credits. It had like a James Bond yeah, like, like like a James Bond will return at uh, the end of the deal, which I was like, oh, okay. So like, but but really, what I like about it is I like that Cartoon Network is sort of doing like these weird, like ten episode miniseries things. that's kind of started with Over the Garden Wall oh, and yeah. everything, and oh, it's yeah. kind of making me revisit some of my own like ideas. And, and instead of thinking of it as as a long form show, like is there any idea that I have that kind of works better in this format that I could just do beginning, middle, and end in like ten episodes? But it's a beautiful show. Created by Owen Dennis, who's a, a regular show alum. I didn't know show that. I never watched. Yeah, <laughs> the show you this, never watched no, regular. Never watched regular show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not my. It's not my kind of humor. Breaking Tommy's heart. Yeah. You are man. It's not my kind of humor. It's a fun one. No, yeah. it's definitely your humor because it's, it's all eighties jokes. Yeah, yeah, you would love that. It's a fun okay. one. It's yeah, a, it's a fun okay. show. It's, it's this the, if you grew up on any eighties movie or TV show, they do uh, would episode you, would bits you did. of it. Yeah, right. sometimes <laughs> well, uh, a few. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> a few yeah. over and over and over yeah. again. I'm not saying just commit to the whole premise of it, but there's one or two that you'll probably just it, it's it's again it's an absurd cartoon. By yeah. no means everybody takes it seriously, but it's just it's something to me of a, a, a time capsule type of cartoon in which only works because it makes fun of a certain era. I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not, <laughs> and, and it's not. If you want to keep watching it, some of it will be serialized with certain characters mm-hmm. and their involvement. But ultimately, you've seen one regular show episode. You've seen them all. It's just a matter right. of what they're going to make fun of and who they're going to spotlight for that particular episode. So does it feel like I've never seen the show? So does Infinity Train feel like it was basically ten episodes? They were given ten episodes without any promise of continuing, or is it one of those? Well, you know, we'll, we'll give you an opportunity to make a show, and we may pick it up, or. I, yeah, I mean, I really can't wrap my head around how how this worked. Okay, it it seemed to be like an idea that they that they believed in very much, mm. you know, enough to give him ten episodes right from the. I, I mean, I don't know how they're planning out what they're like. It, it struck me a lot like Steven Universe when Steven Universe started out. Like I remember seeing the pilot for that first, mm. and then that went right to series. Okay, you know, for uh, from what I saw, because it's ironic that it's Steven Universe. I came across going to Steve Universe um, Con, mm-hmm. in which <laughs> there was like thirty people there dressed as Steve Universe character, except for one, which was a girl that I didn't recognize who she was dressed as. Later on, one of the cosplayers mm-hmm. told me who she was specifically was Infinity Train, yeah. and then it was it was just like you said, there was one pilot, and it was online, yeah. and Cartoon let the people vote or talk about it. Uh, okay. People went bonkers yeah. over that one. Yeah, and buzz. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. There was a lot. There was a lot in that first pilot, pilot, yeah. like proof of concept thing that I was talking about. Yeah, and and I mean, it's just it's just like a cool, unique, like it's moody. Oh, yeah, it's the the music's cool. It tells a cool story. Really like the main character. You know, I'm really curious to see where it's going to go when it becomes a series. Oh no, they, what they're going to do with it. I mean, I can see where it can easily be one. Absolutely, a thousand when, percent. When you see the, the the trailer for the second season you'll get what they're trying to come across with it because 
uh, like you, I thought it was revolved around the main character, but no, yeah. as the chain, as the name of the show provides, yeah. it's concerning the train, not the character. Yeah, and there was some setup stuff I thought too that I went like, okay, like as it was going on, I was wondering like, what is this? What is the second season going to be like? What is the rest of the show going to be like? And then there were some things that I go, oh, okay, maybe it's going to be that. Maybe it's going to be this over here that they're playing with or they're teasing. It's really cool. It's it's yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth watching. And I didn't and like I said, I didn't know that they had season two stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it as soon as we're done. You know? <laughs> they're even I think on so, YouTube, if not Cartoon Network, there's even these um little commercials based narrated by one one. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. So that's that's yeah. all I'll tell you about that. It's just okay. to get you pumped for its revival. I believe it's gonna be in January, just like when the first Ooh, season was. Soon. Yeah, fairly soon. Yeah. yeah, I've seen stuff on TV for it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, if you keep your eye out, you'll see it on. If oh, yeah. not, just search do a quick search on YouTube. And uh Cartoon Network loves I think they're hoping it. it's gonna be their next big thing. I it, it certainly feels like it. Like, like, like it certainly yeah. feels from the way that they're yeah, I feel like that they don't get behind a lot, like everything, and I feel like that there's actually some muscle behind this, and they are doing like promos for it. And, and do you mean like an next you know, Adventure Time, next Steven Universe? Yeah, I yeah think probably so. like a Rick and Morty yeah. bush, but for yeah. all ages. Okay, yeah, I can see that. That's cool. But they got relinquished Teen Titans because uh, oh my god, the grip on that is jeez. Uh, it does good well. It does well for it them. Does well. Extremely well. It does well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's mine. Cool, Frank, you're up. All right, I'm up. I know it's one thing when I was looking back at stuff for lists of the of the of the year mm-hmm. that I found that it was like, oh yeah, that was this year. Was the idea that we got two pretty good Marvel movies this year? <laughs> That's a pretty good <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you know, some fairly good Marvel movies. Good I was waiting for someone to bring these up. Yes. You know, the idea that we uh, you know, we had the culmination of of everything in 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 uh Endgame, Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Far From Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things where again, you know, when you're when you're you know, when I was a kid, you know, you were lucky to have a live action Spider-Man that was shot in reverse and the spider webs work. Right. You know, that was what, that's, what, that's what I had. You know, and dropping down yeah, right. the and ceiling. Dropping the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Electric yeah. company. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or you had, uh, and then you had, uh, what's his name? Darren Stevens' boss being Joe, J. Jonah Jameson. And, you know, that was right. that was my Spider-Man. That was my live action yeah. Spider-Man growing up. And then, you know, of course, the Bill Bixby Hulk and, you know, and that terrible see-through shield captain america thing right and, yeah. <laughs> and that's what you had and then, yeah. and then and then you had the team up movies with the hulk and thor and the hulk and daredevil and all that good stuff but you know that's that was what we had but then yeah. when you get to now and getting being able to see you know again we've had what was it 20 yeah. 21 now, now we have a movie where Spider-Man shoots his webs at Thor's hammer and, <laughs> right. sw- and rides right. it. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And rides it over yeah. clear right. across the It's like my favorite field. shot. Yeah. In sure. And, and Rocket Raccoon's a viable member yeah. of a team of Avengers that basically is going to solve, you know, the biggest crisis they've had. Yeah. And they're listening to him. Like he's, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, sure. We're going to listen to Talking yeah. Raccoon. And Valkyrie's flying a unicorn yes. in battle. Yes. Exactly. And or a like, Pegasus. Sorry. A Pegasus. Not a unicorn. Yeah, you're right. Pegasus. <laughs> and there's a time travel, back to the future joke. And then, you know, it's it was, you know, phenomenal. And the fact that Tommy and I got to see, like, the Russos down the Smithsonian. That was, that was a treat. <laughs> okay. Which that they, was... Which they picked us for a question. Yeah, though. I know. <laughs> they, they skipped over us every time. I think they were threatened by our Yes, I agree. Our enthusiasm. Exactly. They look too smart. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They know their lore. We're going to so, break them. That's that was that an was. event right after the release. Yeah, like it was. Days yeah. after the release. Yeah, they had a, they had a like, it was like just a pop-up all of a sudden. I saw on Facebook yeah. that they had the, the Russos were downtown. And it was like, buy your tickets now because they're, they're going to sell out. And by the time. Like, was that Air and Space Museum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Smithsonian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because really it, was, it wasn't like the time you, we got them talking about it, they were sold out. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, I have tickets. We're good. Yeah, by the time I finished parking, oh, that's right. forever. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of the things where it's it's amazing to me, again, as a fan, as someone who's been you know reading comics since about the time I could read, mm-hmm. the idea that, yeah, we got a movie with yeah. not the entirety of the Marvel Universe, but the entirety of the Marvel Universe up to that point yeah. is pretty much yeah, in damn there. near. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn near, right. Exactly. So that was, you know, you know, that's one of those things where I, when I, when I, again, when you have those moments of like, you know, Cap and Mjolnir and, and sure, you know, all those big, those big moments, you know, there's a lot of moments that I was almost to tears. I'm, I'm not exaggerating <laughs> no, at all. Like, there were no. many, many moments that, that, that were very close to getting me. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, again, it's, it's from the standpoint of the story that they told in their universe. Also the fact that, you know, as, as again, you know, <laughs> I remember the days when, what we had, yeah. you know, versus what we have now. It's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's a long way. You know, it's a long way. Well, I, like I say, even in 2008, at the end of Iron Man, mm-hmm. when we get the first after credit scene with Nick Fury coming in and saying the Avengers initiative, like even from there, I never believed that we would get <laughs> right. like what we got. Like sure. I would have never imagined yeah, at sure. that point in time. Yeah, you I'm with you. No, even yeah, you're right. No, even then I was like, yeah, when they're talking about the Avengers story, I'm like, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. How scaled down is this going to be? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, this I, will never work yeah. out logistically. No, I, I remember completely, uh, Zach, when you were just saying, no, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll see it. I was a downer. Yeah. I was a downer. Yeah. No, you're not I the only one. Yeah, well, I think we're all in you know consensus of saying no. that we didn't expect it to be this large, no. or this long. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think they would well my biggest thing was with it with the entirety of it was just the idea that they wouldn't be able to maintain and granted not every movie is is the best movie ever <laughs> Captain Marvel <laughs> <laughs> there's some movies that have some issues but at the same time the fact that you know they had hit after hit after hit and that the, it was that well received and then all of a sudden it's, Captain Marvel grossed 1.4 billion yeah right I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly sure exactly. I would, again with most most things like that I would love to have a failure that, that strong <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know if that's a failure quote yeah, unquote that's a failure yeah. right yeah that's your failure <laughs> yeah. but just the fact that the longe- like the longevity of it and, and granted it's one of those things where you say oh 10 years I mean there's been sequels and there's been prequels all you know with various movies and franchises all along but the idea that they're telling one big story. And granted, you know, I understand when people are like, oh, it doesn't all fit together. It doesn't all make sense. There, there's holes. Of course there's right. holes. Because you're not, not, it's not one person telling the entire story. And even then, sometimes. And even those yeah. have holes. And even those yeah. have holes, right. Yeah. But just the idea that, like you said, what we, what, we, what we started with and to what we got, you know, is amazing. And I don't know if, if from the standpoint of, I don't think we'll ever get it again. Like in our right. lifetimes, I don't know if there's going to be something that's that successful and keeps rolling and keeps building. And there's, yeah. you know, and then by the end of it, you're like, I mean, I didn't, you know, I know there's people that, that took their shots at Endgame and still do. But I think overall, I think it's phenomenal that they were able to pull it off. It, it is in retrospect, looking back, like such a, like, duh, like, yeah. of course, why don't we think of that? Mm-hmm. Like this big, like why it took so long to do a shared universe sure. uh, type thing and, and, and how so many other things have tried to do it and, and, and not succeed at it. it. Yeah, just keep and missing it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, because th- there there are a lot of things, and I'm not just talking DC. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that like, seems that seems ripe for that, and it just it like fizzles the, out. Well, universal the Universal Monsters one was yeah. like, was like what they were trying to build on that, where they're trying to have a shared universe, and that whiffed that yeah. terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't make it past the Mummy remake, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, because yeah, they were still like they were talking like Frankenstein's monster, and they were talking Invisible Man, and yeah. yeah. How about Godzilla? They couldn't even get that one to um, come out the 
The well, that one's one. shared is coming out next year. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I thought I Godzilla thought, and Kong is in yeah. 2020. Mm. Well, they tried Kong. They tried Godzilla. It still it doesn't come close to the. Well, they haven't put know. them together. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Building to it. So <laughs> well, I mean, but the same said was what I'm trying to say is with Iron Man. It's not like Iron Man came out with the whole guest starring cast. You know, it just slowly built towards that. What I'm meaning is the notoriety and the love for it isn't represented mm. even when those those guys try to lean towards that effect no i see yeah. I, the audience doesn't show up for those things exactly that's what i agree yeah. with you there that's that's for sure because the projects yeah. here aren't new they're just the best the, this is their best way of telling these stories and these ideas but uh it's like people aren't showing up for those mm-hmm. you know yeah. well, as opposed to the marvel movies which people are like anticipating what are you going to do next what do you got on the slate? Yeah, who's right. gonna build it? You know, it's yeah. the anticipation of love. People that aren't in the comics, like I mean, my father-in-law's into these movies. And yes, like, and yes. gets and gets excited about them. Yeah, and but the thing with like with Spider-Man: Far From Home is is, is like so that's slowly becoming like my favorite series mm-hmm. uh, in all of these, and 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 it didn't quite register to me until the Sony agreement. <laughs> went, went right. awry for sure. a minute and and like and the anxiety that i felt after that well i'm like what right why are they not gonna do another one are you serious this is the stupidest right. thing <laughs> like, but you know like i was in pain uh-huh. <laughs> about this especially sure. with like the way far from home far from home ended i'm like uh, yeah. are you serious yeah no i oh, i'm like you assholes yes right right <laughs> no i can I mean? see that sure i feel contrary to that yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm a contrarian, or or the, this this. I like change. I love change. You aren't worried? Oh, not at all. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and the only reason, my only thing that made me not worried, not to say that I don't want to see Disney Marvel produce another Spider Man movie, is just that after seeing Spider Verse, I felt that Sony is starting to understand or, or get a better take on the web sling, and and it just opened my eyes to it, and then. But before we got Iron Man, we had um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, mm, which yeah. then was the seminal um, comic book movie. Now, mind sure. you, it doesn't hold a candle to what Disney does now, but I like the fact that they're not willing to relinquish it, to think that there's nothing that is tapped, that they're willing to push it to further lengths and know that he has a whole universe for it. So again, I'm saddened by his not being inclusion with other Marvel characters, but I just look at the character as a whole. He doesn't need it. Well, and if and you it have worked a, out. Yeah. And it worked out at the end. So yeah, we're but, fine. We're getting Yeah, yeah, you, but you got your wish. To me, I, I like the pressure. I like the competition. If yeah. Disney can do it, let's see what Sony does. I, I'm... I'm I'm willing to see the swing. I just feel like we had already seen what yeah. Sony did. Yeah, so, but, like several times. <laughs> but Milo, no. I get that with Venom because I still haven't seen Venom. But I, again, I was impressed with um, Spider Verse. I was you should really be really. Yeah. I think that, so I think that was an accidental hit for them. My, I don't yeah, think they would have. That's what I think. Too. What I was. No. My whole thing is is we is is we've seen as as Clifton was saying we've seen what Sony can do and that the Spider Verse the Miles Morales one is the aberration like they got yeah. lucky they're like oh wow we managed to put something together that's yeah. unlike the other stuff and it works don't get me wrong I have nothing but wonderful things to say about that movie because it is it's terrific yeah. but I don't think that the idea that the idea is like hey you guys you tune into something for once let's give you the franchise back no but that's the beauty in taking that swing i understand what you're saying but it's luck but it's opportunity and 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 
what's the success opportunity and preparation mm-hmm. um, as a result of them not being able to use Peter in the way that they want to use and they thought that they could manage to use whatever tools they had available they created such a beautiful thing sure um, it's just because it's not what you're used to doesn't mean other ideas can evolve from it like it's almost t- how Miles is even created mm-hmm. people didn't feel Peter uh, it, Spider-Man shouldn't be anybody but Peter. But now, um, there's a whole world of what we can create from Spider-Man just because of the doubt and the skepticism. To me, I enjoy it because it pushes people past the limits of what we're used to. Sure. I know it's sure. a scary thing to come out of something well, and see change. it's not because we're getting more. Like, <laughs> this is a dumb argument because we're getting, <laughs> we're getting more Spider-Verse and we're getting more Tom Holland Spider-Man. My thing was... I love Spider-Verse. I absolutely love Spider-Verse. But like that over Tom Holland MCU stuff, I'm taking Tom Holland MCU all day. I, all day. If I have to pick one, that one. I'm waiting for the moment in which they make him a standalone character and not an addition. Because that's what I'm feeling mm. from the Tom Holland version. Because I don't need to see Iron Man and Spider-Man have a warm hug. It's great, but it's not the Spider-Man I grew up on. True. That's, that's for I, sure. I, I enjoyed the character as a standalone. So as great as he... And, then, and again, I'm not shitting on his appearance at all. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of it. I love, his, I love that he was his inclusion in it. But my warm tears <laughs> come <laughs> when they flesh him out like spectacular. The cartoon. Yeah. Sure. That's where my warm tears come from. And my thing is, we've seen the solo Spider Man. Yeah. We've never seen the Spider Man teaming up with Fantastic Four. We've never seen, which we will be getting, I'm well, sure. We've never seen Peter and Torch and, right, and Spidey and together on screen yeah. together. I right. think it could, I still think we can get both, but well, we get. We are getting both. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, no, are we though? Are yes. We? Yeah. I, yeah, thought, I thought it was just one movie and then they're going to go and s- snatch him up again. I mean, I don't think, I, I think it's still shaking. They have the TV this rights. Beat. <laughs> they have the TV rights. No, I hope they can flesh. I mean, I hope they do something with the TV rights. That's all, that's all I can say. But I, I just like, I, I like change. You really want to see him team up with Venom? Is that really what you want <laughs> to see? Let me team up. You know, the second that Marvel deal broke down, Sony was trying to figure out how to get Tom Holland go for it. into the Venom thing. No, don't go. Trust me. No, <laughs> no you don't want that. I, no, you don't. I want to see the train wreck and not as soon as oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Every time. I, I'm not I'm not a futurist. <laughs> I don't predict. I, only, I'm, I, I eat off of hope of change. If, mm. if it goes sour, it goes sour. And to me, when things go sour, they can only get better because well, we already it's, had it's better. <laughs> like, no, we already had better. But that's, what, like, but that's like, what people thought with um, t- uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man. People at one point felt that you'll never do better than Spider Man Two, and here we are. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's to me when you hit bad, it only gets better. Sometimes, yeah. oh, no, every time, every uh, time. <laughs> it the pendulum always swings. The problem is how long it takes to hit the other side. I'm just. I just hope I'm alive to short to hit the other side. Well, okay. <laughs> that's all it is. Well, all right. But but, but we've got good stuff now everywhere. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's. But to it's me good now. No, but to me, when it's good now, this movie's really good. Let me turn it off halfway through because <laughs> because uh, I want to hope 
that I watch a bad movie so that I can appreciate this I've seen, I've like other good, good movies. I'm like, I've, you're watching a good movie now. I've seen good <laughs> ideas turn to crap. Oh, good ideas. Uh, yeah, you want to know? You want to know what it would be? <laughs> Tom Holland in the Venom movie. <laughs> okay, but let's uh, let's see if that occurs. I want to see. I want to see it occur. I want to see them mess up and then want to go back to something better. Talk to me after you watch Venom. Oh, I'm not then touching we'll Venom. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not touching so, Venom. Not touching Venom. You kidding? Me? Not touching Venom. Okay. What's another one? <laughs> we gotta move on. Yes. So those are mine. Those are what okay. <laughs> that's what I that's what I was happy with. So yeah. JB Smoove is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Far, far from, from home. home. He's great. And, really? uh, I didn't like his performance. Oh my god, I loved him. In I loved that movie. I loved um Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal steals the scene in um Far yeah, From Home every time. He's a, yeah, I liked I, what I liked how we got Mysterio like classic. Yes. And the new take on it like yes. all in the same time the and they both time. work and and I guess we're talking about this again. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> we're not moving on just yet. Yeah, no, I, but I, I mean, I agree with, I think that he was amazing. He was great as Mysterio. I think the the fact that they nail that scene that's just the montage of all the stuff that would be Mysterio. what you would expect to fight when Peter Mysterio fight. illusion. Yeah, yeah yes, all the illusionary yes. stuff. It's like, yeah, that would mess you up. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't know what, what which way is up at that point. So they, I think they did that really well. Yeah, I think they did a very good job marketing for the people who don't know sure. Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where they had him, uh, Gyllenhaal and, and Holland doing press junkets together, like mm. their buddies. Yes. And, and like that, they committed to it like all the way through press. And like I, I saw it uh, second time I went to see it. I took my dad who doesn't know the stuff and it was like asking him if he was surprised <laughs> right. by the reveal and like he, he bought into it. Like right. he totally he was sold on it. Yeah. I remember with Laura who I saw who I showed Spectacular Spider-Man to. It's like she's like I've seen villains. He's not the lizard. It's like no, no. Think about it a little bit more. <laughs> right. I was like the only person I can think about is Oh, and then you can see the you can see the light come on, <laughs> and, she, right, yeah. and she got like seriously excited, yeah, because of she she again she bought in what the press jacket too is. That's his friend and their <laughs> right. buddy. Right, right. <laughs> like, just 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 take some time. No, yeah. but it was brilliant how they did it. And again, I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to say I don't want this Spider Man, but I love change good or bad right because it introduces new ideas and see what you can do for the future it just uh, all what's it what's it saying but you hate reboots right <laughs> no not, not necessarily but i like all what's it saying all all boats rise to the tide mm-hmm. so after i mean you gotta get better man if 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 all you've seen is worse they you gotta better. get better they are better, better. <laughs> Sony's not. Marvel is, but Sony is. I know. But Sony makes movies too. You gotta get better. You gotta get better. Do they? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Even the bad ones make money. Yeah. yeah, Well, let's see. We have this conversation ten years now for for Warner Brothers. Let's put a pin in Venom too. Why we getting Morbius? Oh yeah, I forgot about Morbius. Morbius is on the record on the books for twenty twenty. Yes. I hope he comes back. Jarlito does something stronger because I ain't care for the Joker. We'll save it for the next one. Yes. All right. If one of us is excited for Morbius <laughs> and has it on our list. Yes. Okay. Who's next? Uh, that'd be me. That was Tommy's next. Yeah, that yeah. was yours. Uh, yes, Frank. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go on to something not comic book related. Okay. Which was the movie called Parasite. Mm. Uh, foreign yeah. film. It resonated highly. I don't know. I'm pretty sure none of you have seen it. I saw it. You seen it? What did you think of it, Clint? And so did our engineer. Mike, he saw it too? <laughs> 
Thank you, sir. <laughs> that, was a, that was a thumbs up. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yes. Um, Parasite. Okay. Yeah, try to explain that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't explain I it. can't explain it. I can't explain it without putting a plot. All it is, it's it's a look at two very different families from different classes. It starts off, the beginning starts off with the poorest of what you can possibly be in that particular area. And it engage and they engage with one of the well to do ones in that in their neighboring area and drama ensues. I don't want to it's a Korean film. Um, same director as the guy that did Snowpiercer. I can't think of his name right now. But if you see Snowpiercer And the host, I believe. Yeah, and the host. You understand that this guy for some reason loves dealing with um social classes. Uh-huh. And um how they affect one another and what one is willing to do to be the other, despite their moral compass, so to speak. And for for that's that. I mean, I, I know I understand. I'm giving the plot to be very vague, but I enjoyed it a lot. Everything about it was engaging. It, it you could see where certain areas of it would would lead to, but even when they went there, you still uh, were shocked by what 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 occurred. Okay. Um, definitely engaging. Uh, I'm not big on foreign films because I don't like reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least not not being told to read. Right. I read on my own. Thank you. <laughs> but, but for this, I, I couldn't look away. Mm. Um, you can't, you know, do the dishes while watching this movie, so to speak. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you might miss a scene or something doesn't add up or there's a lot of Easter eggs in with, with the next developing scene or a character goes into. It just came out recently. I'm sure you... Yeah, um, it was in the fall. Yeah, I believe it was in the fall. I'm not sure if it's been um, DVD yet or on disc yet. Or not that. available to us yet yeah. in any other form. But yeah. if you uh, catch yourself coming across it in... Um, Target or Walmart, please pick it up or even mm-hmm. get it off of Netflix because it's sure to be on Netflix. I don't see Disney Plus pushing that at all. I expect it to be uh, at least best foreign language film nominee. Well, it possibly it, best picture. It was uh, on a lot of lists. Yeah. Uh, Chicago uh, critics group. Mm-hmm. I don't know which yeah. what their actual group name is, but they listed it as the best picture of the year just this week of yeah. all films. Of all films. So yeah, it's I, yeah, it's great. I I I. And, my lead into it was NPR. Yeah, okay. I was, it wasn't even on my radar until they mentioned it. So after I heard them speak highly of it, and actually of the reviewers, one of them didn't like where it was going just because she felt it was, uh, what's called, ironically, was the only Asian <laughs> lady on the panel. She didn't like where it's going because she predicted everything that occurred. But right. I, I disagree with that 100% because of it's not my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And thank God I don't know anybody like that. And God help you if you do. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, the par- uh, parasite. Yeah, parasite. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of slow reveals watching it unfold. You're not really sure where it's going, even if you think you do. Mm. It's it's very hard to explain. That's why we're being vague. Because yeah. you don't want to explain too much or else. Spoils it. Yeah. Oh, it tremendously it's, spoils it. Okay. But it's a, it's a fascinating and compelling movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Compelling is a great word for it. But once you watch it, you're done. It's, there's not there's not room for rewatch just because of what you've witnessed. Uh, okay, one of those. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, good holiday movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, see it, see it with the one you love. Okay, very good. <laughs> Don't bring your kids to this. One. Gotcha. Clifton, you got one. I'm gonna say one that surprised me. It's another comic book adaptation TV show, and this I have on the list just because I was not expecting to like it at all. And that is Titans. 
on oh, DC wow. Universe. Really? Yeah. How, how far have you gotten in that? I'm, I'm still behind. I've okay. seen the first full season. Yeah, I've okay. not seen the second season, which did just recently wrap mm-hmm. up. So I'll be talking about the first season. And like, we all saw the trailer. Like, F, over, F, F you Batman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, like, <laughs> yeah. super edgy for the sake of edgy trailer. And mm-hmm. like, that completely turned me off. Me and then. Too. And then I saw like some stuff coming out for season two of, of characters because they just named their episodes after a character that's appearing in it. And then it was one of those that I was like, OK, like. I want to check this out now, like they got me on this character. So mm-hmm. I went back and started with season one and season one, like my experience watching it is like I started by being like, okay, this isn't terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like I was expecting it to be horrible and it's not terrible. Right. And then it, that like slowly changes into like, I kind of like this. Okay. To like, is this good? <laughs> wow. <laughs> to, to like, okay, like I'm, I'm in. I'm like 100% in now. <laughs> yeah. That, like that. that was my evolution watching <laughs> the first How couple episodes of episodes. was that over? Uh, only over a couple. They okay. sold me pretty quick. Mm. And... I think episode two, so it starts out following Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. grown up, left Batman already. Right. And and that's where we see the, the F you Batman. Right. Uh, in, the, in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I think by episode two, they start revealing like, this is a world that's existed, obviously, which, I mean, you get the idea of from Dick having already left Batman. Mm -hmm. You get the idea that you're in the middle of a story that's been going on a while. Right. But then where it kind of hammers home more is in, I think it's episode two, like you get Hawk and Dove. Right. And Mm. and Hawk and Dove have been, like there's flashbacks to them meeting Dick like years earlier Mm -hmm. and kind of teaming up. And that's just kind of where it goes. Like you get all these, it just feels like a world where the thing I can equate it to is like when I first jumped into reading comic books, when I was, you know, a mm-hmm. kid, adolescent, and you would pick up a comic, you'd like this character, you pick up a comic, and now all of a sudden you got a guest spot by this other character. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, like this character's cool. And then you just know there's a whole world of stories of that character out there that you can go get. And mm-hmm. like, and that's just when you're reading this comic, you're like, who's gonna show up next? And like right. like what fully fleshed out character right. with tons of backstory. And and it's kind of how the show feels. Like it sells that feeling to me where I'm like, anybody could show up and I know when they show up, like we're gonna be alluded to this stuff that happened before and it will feel fleshed out, it'll feel real. And they do that with a bunch of characters. Some of the I mean, a lot of the characters you'd expect do show up. Like if you're thinking of of Dick having left Batman and right. what other characters would show up a lot to you. I don't want to spoil it for right. other people, but like, I enjoyed it a lot. Surprisingly. Cool. Like, shockingly. What's the, the conflict between Dick and Batman? If I may ask, I'm just curious what they, what they went with it's, from the books or is it their own, it's, it it's, their own the, thing? it's the Dick was basically felt like he was kind of succumbing to darkness. Yes. Okay. And and so he tries to get away from it, but mm-hmm. he still has the drive to to help people, but he tries to do it by being a police officer. Yeah. Okay. And then gets like okay. sucked back into the life. As a result of uh, meeting Raven. Raven, yeah. yeah. Raven's the impetus. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. So not that he picked Gene Paul Valley to be Batman. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, not at all. Okay. Not at all. No. Uh, if, if anything, yeah. he just he doesn't. Like, he doesn't like who he was room. becoming. Yeah, but it 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 really it, it uses it as a backstory, but really it it deals with his relationship with uh, other members of the Titans. Um, and others do show up. Yeah, uh, some are introduced as like entry level characters, like Raven. We're yeah. just seeing. She's just manifesting yes. abilities. We're just getting her story from ground zero. But others like Donna Troy, yeah. they have they've been friends since kids. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Because yeah. they're like their parents work together. Right, right, <laughs> right. No, yeah. Well, so we gotta hang out. <laughs> yeah. But um no, I was gonna say one thing I haven't finished it yet, but one thing about um Doom Patrol that I really like was I like their version of Cyborg a lot. I have not seen Doom Patrol yet. Is that your next choice? No, it's just oh. something. I mean, it's something we can talk about, but I haven't seen it all, so we shouldn't. Okay, talk about yeah, it. okay. Because I've only seen a couple episodes, but oh. I like what I've seen of Cyborg. I, like I know, okay. but what I've seen of Cyborg, I really, I thought was cool. And it was one of the things was, does he even show up in the first season? Not in the first season. Okay. Nope. Okay. Um, but yeah, but uh, not to spoil anything, but it the way it takes Dick is he's already a Titan. That's one thing they introduced in the show. So it's part of like um, what's um, Perez's run, okay, in which. Um, the incarnation of the Titans, where they've already been younger, and so what's like there's been a group, yeah, okay, there's so been a group already established. It's not the first time coming together, no, right not right at all. Gotcha. Uh, but it, but just like in the um, Perez one, they come back together based upon Raven and things that go on, and okay. they feel themselves rallying as a result of it. But it, it try it tries to um, flesh out the characters mm-hmm. in a more realistic setting, mm-hmm. um, in which how they come together, why they're there, like with starfire and you know i guess the second incarnation of the titans of why they would meet up based mm. upon what what occurs gotcha. but they try to do it in a less i hate to say a comic book way okay they try to make it like uh uh they have their own problems that to deal with in mm-hmm. which again if you're going to be befriends a stranger it has to be organic and uh build over time as opposed to hey you're walking down the street i want to be a hero too you know? <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah, which is yeah more of a comic book thing instead of visually seeing the trust factor okay. evolve over uh, segments or in time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. The the rollout on that was terrible with the fu Batman. Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. It completely turned me off. I think it turned a lot of people yeah. off. Turned me off. But if you look past it, and especially the, the production with the costumes, <laughs> what uh, yeah, because a friend of mine hated how. Uh, Starfire's wig was, it looked fake as dirt. Mm-hmm. It's like you could do better at a Korean market or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they even touched that up. Well, I can show it looks fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a difference between, you know, like a set photo just taken off of yeah, a junk exactly. camera and, sure. exactly. and like a color corrected film shoot. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, I mean, that was the thing was like when they rolled out the stills for Hawk and Dove, and I remember they rolled out the stills for Robin, they were really cool. And then there was, like you said, those junk photos of. Beast Boy and and Starfire mm-hmm. and people were like, oh no, <laughs> right. oh no no no, this looks awful. And then it was one of the things where, like I said, that, that and coupled it with the fact that, that that first rollout trailer was just, you know, tonally didn't seem right at all. Especially yeah. when you're talking about, you know, as we've talked about in other episodes, the idea that the DC cinematic universe, whatever you want to call it, has some issues with getting their tone right. Yeah, so it did. But no, I mean, if, if you're telling me it's good, I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely take the recommendation. Right. So. But it's a slow build. Yeah. 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 Don't binge it. Just let it wash over you. Is it a 30 minute show or hour? It's an hour. Hour. Okay. Yeah. There's some, wow. there's some guilty pleasure to it too, where you mm-hmm. kind of have to like, just accept some stuff for fun and, okay. and move on. All right. Well, I mean, you know, there's, you know, I'm not, 
older I get, there's more of like, well, I mean, that's just their interpretation that yeah. their universe yes. don't don't assume it's going to be letter to letter of the law for everything. Yeah, because it's just not. So don't get bogged down in the fact that it doesn't follow everything you think it should. So. I don't know what I'm going to do as my next pick. <laughs> no, no, we may watch over. There's a lot of different choices. Yes. I was going to do Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was a great one. And, yeah. yeah, I thought it was stupid great. fun. Yeah, stupid, yeah. stupid. I love that one. That was um, that was just enjoyable. No, just blown away that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope we get more. It's an animated movie. Sorry, I should say that. Batman Ninja Turtles mm. is the animated movie, not uh, the comic book crossovers that I do think they did a crossover either this year or last year. They've done the a couple. The third one. They've done a couple. The third one. But it is based on the first one, okay. at least. But really fun animation style that looks kind of like weirdly like Mike mignola mm. a bit, at least the Turtles do. It kind of strikes that chord for me a bit. I picked it up. I've not watched it yet. I got it for $7 on Black Friday. It's a so. lot of fun. It, it, I mean, it can go silly yeah. in places, but I think the fights are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Which, which... It's saying be. something in animation because you got to take the time to draw all those spin kicks and, mm-hmm. and and grappling and stuff like that, which is not easy to do. So, yeah, I mean, the fight scenes got me like on the edge of my seat, like excited. <laughs> so now yeah. I look forward to watching. I it. hope they do more. I really do. Very cool. All right. So, yeah, so that's my pick. So uh, let's do lightning round next for, you know, stuff we liked in 2019. So, Frank, you got, you got uh, some? For me, it would be House of X, Powers of X. Yeah, okay. the, the, still behind on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Jonathan Hickman hard reboot, but still, let me throw in a lot of stuff that you love about the X Men, but definitely a yeah. Things are going to be different from here on out. Okay, don't really you know as we've talked before. Not going to spoil it for anybody because I think you should enjoy it and read it on your own. If you uh, enjoy the X Men, you know if you're willing to go along for the ride, it's great. Still somehow. Spoiler free. On that. I don't know how. Good. In this day and age, I really don't know. No, how I don't either. That's great. Um, yeah. Don't know. Don't know anything. Okay. Good. Any others? That's it. We didn't really get into it. We don't really have time to get to it. But I would say um, it's the last season, Mister Robot. Okay. You know, it's been. Yeah, don't get into it because I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I do want to watch it. Uh, you know, it's one of those shows that that I love. First season, second season stumbles a bit. Third season was phenomenal. Fourth season's been great. Had one or two moments of clunk but otherwise it's been a great uh, final season and i i can't wait to see how it wraps up yeah i watched the first four episodes and and positively love it like i i, I don't i don't remember why my wife and i hit pause yeah and 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 didn't didn't Get, keep the momentum going but i yeah absolutely love it so but yeah don't tell me anything. i won't say a word <laughs> other than to watch it yeah you should watch it um me i'm all over the place when i watch my tv so i i loved watchmen Okay. That just um just wrapped, wrapped up, up. Uh, yeah. as of recording this. Yeah, yep. it, it it makes it begs me to wa- read the book because it pulls from the book as opposed to the movie, in which I've only seen the movie what twice. Also, um, a show called Fleabag. That's Very a good great days. show oh, yeah. that came out this year. Uh, if if anything, yeah, that's a great show to binge just because of how it, how it tells its story. To me, it's it's more of like a long movie as opposed to a, a show because most British shows. Like to do their runs in six episodes, so you can capture what each episode has to offer quickly and move on to the next one, and it feeds off the last one. So that's another one. Another one that's easy bingeable is um, mm-hmm. I said earlier, Russian Doll. That one 
Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't dwell too much on something because you might dream a path bigger than what the show's trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But for all intents and purposes, that's a great show that um, I definitely got into this year. I want to say Chernobyl, but that just messed me up the first two episodes. <laughs> I couldn't finish. Uh, it's it, it. A lot of people talked about it. I mean, this year HBO has been knocking it out the park as far as its content's concerned. I don't know how they they're keeping those numbers. If not for one particular show that was expected to do great, which I won't speak of because it's dead to me. <laughs> but but other than that, you can't go wrong with certain HBO shows. Um, I'm trying to think off my head. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of movies I'm not thinking about, but as far as what I can uh, think about at this point in time, those are those ones that are definitely on the top of my list of uh, recommendations go. Okay. Clipson, you have any? Yeah, I got about three more things okay. I really enjoyed this year that okay. I can think of right now. And uh, one of them is the Good Omens series Ooh. on Amazon Prime based on the novel by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Yes. Yeah, uh, Neil Gaiman show. adapted the screenplays himself for this series, stars David Tennant and Michael Sheen. It's an excellent adaptation of the book. So if you've read it, like it's it's just picture perfect. If you haven't read the book, it's mm. just it's a fun, fun series, kind of a parody of the omen in in many ways, mm -hmm. but just plays with that idea in a lot of clever ways. It's excellent. Also, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance on Netflix. Yeah, oh yeah. As a Dark Crystal fan, like growing up on it, like the series is is so good. It just it's they keep production like as close to the original as they can. So it's still all puppets and hmm. and like it's amazing that it still works. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's you know, in in how sophisticated technologically we are and we're used to. They do use new technologies to like create backgrounds and stuff for the puppets, but the characters themselves are just puppets like the originals. Very cool. It's an excellent series. Cool. And then the last thing I have is a documentary series on punk music that was mm. on Epic's channel uh. called Punk. It's a four-part documentary series just about the history of punk music. I was a big punk fan growing up and still am. And the series goes through it from the beginnings, like MC5 in 1968, through Iggy Pop, through the 70s, through the British invasion, the New York invasion, the mm. post-punk and uh, like each episode focuses on a different area and uh, i think it was it was produced by john varvatos mm. i can't remember who else varvatos yeah. <laughs> i can't remember who else was involved in production but it is a very good series it's very well done cool yeah i still gotta check that out and i remember being really shocked when he told me like john varvatos is pro pro producing this i'm like the designer really <laughs> apparently he owns a punk record label yeah oh, wow. and, and you remember I, I think i sent it to all you guys like he got he's attached to some weird like animated elvis like hitman yeah. show or something like yeah. that too you remember? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah totally forgot one show that i gushed about was undone on okay. amazon um, it's it's animated, but in a vein of I can't think. I always forget the name of that movie. A Scanner Darkly. Thank you. It's it's <laughs> right. animated like A Scanner Darkly. Mm. I always forget. Yeah. And it has um, Better Call Saul's um, Odenkirk. Okay. Uh, as one of the voices out there, and a plethora of other people that I just can't bring to mind right now. <laughs> okay. But definitely undone on Amazon is it's about a, a girl who realizes that she can visit other um, eras of her life through right. time travel, but in her mind. Okay, and it it gives it the it makes her want to solve the death of her father, played by Bob Odenkirk. Okay, and it spins out from that. It's definitely something I'm looking forward to for season two, 
came out of left field. Really weird trailers. I didn't know what it was, but definitely take a chance to look into that. I totally forgot about that. And that's all I have to add. Okay. Wow. I, so I'm just laughing because everything you guys said, I haven't watched a minute of <laughs> Not a thing. Like, like right. just, just just the Marvel movies that you brought up, Frank. That's the only ones. Okay, and, like, well. and Far From Home was literally the last thing I saw in the theaters. Okay. okay. Still. So, I mean, so I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that, you know, 2019 was when my son was born. And this is also why my, you know, input of things has slowed down dramatically. And but Dragon Prince was, uh, my wife and I actually started that in the delivery room. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so that was a fun one. So we're both into that one a lot. But so, so I just wanted to bring that up because... I, I'm really, I'm, it's, it's so hard to take in stuff right now. Everything, so take, everything takes so long. Like, uh, you know, so. I just find it ironic that you'd watch the Dragon Prince when your son was born. So that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And name so, alone suggests what, what's that, about that. We were watching a lot of Guy Fieri, too, for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I know, but, we, but, yeah. All right. That was, a, that was a big, but so, okay. So for my lightning round stuff, so, um. I have I have some weird ones. So uh, um, I'll say Primal, first of all, the Gendy yeah. Tartakovsky yeah, yeah. Uh, miniseries. Oh, yeah. Uh, further harping on the fact that I really like animated miniseries. I think it's fun. I think you get to get new stuff that you're not going to normally see. You're going to see some chances taken. Um, Young Justice, my goodness gracious. Like Young Justice finally coming back for season three was, you know, waited years and years for itself. this. Yeah. Uh, and I can't believe that it happened, so I have to say that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this other one, I haven't watched it because for 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 the life of me, I can't figure out how. But I just like knowing it's there, and it's the Mad About You revival <laughs> miniseries. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Mad About You is one of my all time favorite shows, seasons one through four. Um, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, unapologetically, uh, I, I will you know proclaim my love for that show. Uh, I hope to watch the revival. I'm fascinated by what it could be, knowing what the last episode of the series was back in the 90s. Okay. It was kind of a flash forward thing. And okay. Now, and now we're in the future of what that finale was like, and I wonder what they're going to play with. And um, They're probably going to will and grace it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then my probably the weirdest choice on my list that I say unironically completely unironically is the amazon prime commercials that have been airing this year that like first of all it's the fact that they have like awesome 90s music that i grew up with that they're playing but it's like it's like the prime wardrobe commercials you know what i'm talking about where like you got the guy who's sitting at the bar and he's shopping on his phone he's like looking at a leather jacket and then and he's like and he's like mulling it over and then he looks next to himself and, and it's and it's him Mm-hmm. Again, like in that leather jacket, sure. all like suave, like sure. Stefan or Keld <laughs> outright. Mm-hmm, right. And they're playing like like 90s R&B. Sure. <laughs> like like no, I music. Know. Yeah, I know. And what about. I love about it, like it strikes such a chord for me uh, and my wife that we crack up is it is actually what you think of when you're thinking about buying these things. Like mm-hmm. I remember like in my 20s when I was buying clothes and I'm in the fitting room and I'm trying on this hoodie. And for some reason, I'm picturing myself out in like bonfires and stuff. Like, I don't do any of that stuff. I'm like, like, <laughs> why am I imagining myself in all these weird scenarios that never happen? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the <laughs> one, no, I know, when I think about it, the one that I know that is the one with Jeffrey Osborne's On the Wings of Love. 
Right. Well, the guy's thinking about <laughs> when he's got the he's thinking about buying the way, the, the table the, the yeah. for his table. Yeah. It's all the way up. Yeah. And then he's like there, and he's like having he's like he's like he's giving these dinner parties, and he's yeah. giving all these speeches, and immediately he's like, I'll buy it on yeah, Amazon. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. the guy's like buying the bed, and it's like the Lionel Richie song or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love him. Okay. Absolutely love him. Make more of those, please. All right. Okay, so that's it for 2019. So uh, what are we excited about in 2020? 